Welcome back to the Let's Be Friends podcast for part two of my testimony. If you haven't listened to part one yet, please check it out. It's the episode right before this. And also some very exciting news. Today, Monday, October 9th, I am officially dropping a special limited edition pre-order of my memoir, Here Comes Trouble. There will only be 100 copies available for this pre-order, and they're all going to be autographed with a personalized message from me, and they will be sent out one week before my memoir officially publishes. The exact date is a little TBA, but it's guaranteed to be published and to you before January 2024. So if you're enjoying my testimony and you want to hear the full story, head on over to karamosier.com to the author section, and there is a limited edition pre-order for 100 copies that come to you early that are autographed by me of my memoir, the long-awaited memoir, Here Comes Trouble. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my testimony. As they say, iron sharpens iron. So I hope that my story is sharpening you in whatever way you are needing right now. As always, thank you for being my friends. Love you. Nothing goes viral by accident, Caroline. Let that, everybody, let that soak in your head for a second here. You're, Jesus tells us we're not going to be popular. We're not going to be right. liked. We are going to, it's going to be a hard walk. It's not going to be easy. And here we are. And I, this is, and so summer 2022, 20, um, I'm starting to question conspiracy because I'm going, like I said, I'm going through an awakening. Yeah, I started this podcast about these conspiracies. I was really into them at first. And it was the stuff I was learning at the time too. But I'm because I, I remember my friend Nick Hinton. He he he's written a couple books. Uh, Aquarian Singularity was his most recent, and he's his name is very well known in the conspiracy field because he's very knowledgeable and educated on this. But at the same time, like he and I met through podcasting, but we weren't too close at first. But we be, we're starting to get closer because we both realized we were both coming to Jesus. Uh, a year mm. prior to this. And so we become better friends. And I just started talking to him, basically dismantling what was going on in conspiracy world. What he was sharing with me, I was all of a sudden seeing that I was becoming a disinfo agent and I was pushing the conspiracies that they wanted pushed all by design. It's like there was QAnon. Now all of a sudden you've got the people are the battle. The warriors are are armed up and ready to share the disinfo that they want shared, that they want put out there because like I said, Discord is running this world. Discordians took over the in the 1960s, took over the Illuminati, created the Illuminati, created the term conspiracy with the JFK assassination, King Kill 22, Shelby Downard. I have an episode called Killing of the King on this. This is when Nick and I were first talking about this stuff, putting it all together. And you realize that the conspiracies that you're sharing, that you think you've discovered hidden knowledge and you have some way of showing the world what's going on, you are literally doing exactly what the people that scripted it wanted you to do. And you are sharing it. And it, this stuff, I started realizing is there to program people's minds, to make them go psychotic, to make them ungrounded in reality. You said it, fractured the mind. All of a sudden, two different realities exist. You don't know what's right, what's good. I was seeing this happen to myself because all of a sudden, everything's demonic. 
Right. Right. Every, everything's right. dark. Yeah. I can't. I can't. Yeah. You can't watch Harry Potter can't movies. Trust anything. You're gonna yeah. get. You're gonna get a spell cast on you. Um. Every single celebrity's bad. Um. Every. You know. Every movie is diabolical. Like, what are you gonna do now? Sit in a room with white walls, no music, no TV, and just read the Bible all day? No. Like. Well, I have a question. Do you think? Like my take on QAnon and everything is that they're controlling and infiltrating the, um, you know, the, the resistance or whatever to make the awakening, to make people who are questioning the status quo look insane. Yes. Yeah. That's is that what it, it is? There's so many layers to it. There's a lot of things they're doing on with it, but that's definitely one of them. They're essentially because there is something to question, yes, right? Yeah, and 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 when you know that discord, chaos is the method they're using. We all hear about order out of chaos. What the Masons logo is? Who's creating the chaos? The chaos is so thick that even when it comes to like QAnon, you're going to have nine truths and a lie in there. You're going to have some really juicy, great information. It's the same thing the spirit world does when you channel nine truths and a lie. So even false flags like Titanic Gate. Um, Things happened. Things happened. Probably those people died or whatever. But was it created? Was it planned? Yeah. Part of it was probably planned. What parts? Not exactly sure. There's, the water's so muddled that no one's ever going to get a straight story. And that is insanity, right? It's insanity all by design. And so so I'm questioning what I'm doing now in my awakening and how deep I'm getting conspiracy. And I'm like, everything's demonic all of a sudden. Everybody's a Satanist. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything's I'm Canal Things too. are getting yeah. real chaotic oh, yeah. in my house. And I'm being, t- so in my Christian walk, I'm attending this Bible study twice a week and I'm being taught different things like uh, when it comes to spiritual warfare because I was having anger problems still. I was having suicidations. I had some crazy suicide ideations that year. And I was like, what is going on? I thought I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I thought that I was like good now. Like I, I, you know, like maybe because I have so much sin, like on that deliverance form, like I'm not good enough because I'm being, so I'm being taught methods though. um, Like you need to loose, command Jesus to loose the spirit of anger in you, Kara, command him to bind it out and cast it out. That's what you do for your anger problem. Oh, if you sent somebody in the room who has an anger problem too, go ahead, whisper under your breath to have Jesus loose that, bind up. This is essentially deliverance techniques and it's white magic. It's no different than a new age energy worker who is trying to remove energies from somebody it's the same methods and but at the time i was i was kind of felt that but i was like this is what's being taught to me and what do i know about christianity i'm just a baby christian what do i know it's interesting because you know like that you're right that that is exactly what misty our friend was taught to do the host of smashing Edos was taught to do when she was an energy worker she was taught to call on the name of jesus even if no one believed to cast out a demon in her client. Yep. Miss bless Miss. No one had to believe. And you were like able to be like, well, I did this with the help of Jesus. Oh, I'm doing it in the name of Jesus because I was being told I was being guided biblically that we had the power to trample scorpions. And we, we had the power to use Jesus's name. Like it was just like, I was like, this is how you do it. This is how you take care of it. And like I just have to keep doing it. If the suicide ideation comes in, same thing, bind it up, cast it out, all those things. I was being, um, yeah, just being guided to do that. And 
nothing was getting better. Nothing was getting better. I, and, I, and I, you know, I was attending the Bible study, but I wasn't really reading the Bible on my own at all. I wasn't going to church. In fact, um, I was guided to not go to church. I was told by um, someone who was biblically guiding me, don't go to church. They're going to deceive you. I came to that person once I remember and I was like, I go to your Bible study and it's great, but I also want to go to this Bible study on a Monday night like uh, that my friend invited me to. And this person was like, no, don't do that. Don't go to that Bible study. And it was like, okay, I trust you. I trust you. Um, And I really realized I had like started idolizing this person because I was so brand new as a Christian. I didn't have anybody but this person. And so I would listen to everything they said. They were my best friend. This person was my co-host. They were my business partner. We we opened a business together. Like I was working full time on secret, uh, not so secret societies. It was how I was making my money. And I would work like 10 hour days. Like I had, I, I worked so hard. That podcast, like the editing for some reason on those episodes, like took me forever. And I wanted it to be really good because so many people listened to it. Like 30,000 people were downloading the episodes. And I was like, that's a lot of people. I can't have any issues. So I'm get, starting like, so I'm it's context summer 2022 to fall 2022. I'm co-hosting this podcast that's wildly successful i gave my testimony six months prior it went viral i'm like i'm i'm getting all this attention i'm not even kidding you thousands of messages from people thanking me for giving my testimony i wasn't expecting any of that all glory to god he used my story for his glory because i gave i said take me use me and he's he did and so this is all going on and i'm questioning conspiracy though and i'm not feeling right really about the podcast and I think my co-host was feeling that kind of in her own way too. And so there was a little bit of kind of friction about the podcast, maybe sort of happening like both both of us internally, like, are, is it too gossipy? Like we stopped crushing celebrities at the beginning. Mm-hmm. We were trying mm-hmm. to put more Bible verses in there. And, um, but then, uh, by November, 2020, um, my co-host and I actually decided to do a, a fast together and fasting is an amazing way to, get answers from God, to bring your prayers to God and for things to happen fast. And we went, we did that fast, a three-day fast together. And I came out of the fast and I don't even remember how this happened except for it must have been the scripture I was reading. And I was like, I don't think I can lose my salvation. I, 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 I had been, the, the Christianity that I had been taught was I started realizing it was works-based salvation, just that deliverance form, just feeling that you need to fill out a deliverance form and pray every single one for Jesus to release you from that. And, you know, I was being, because like I said, like I, that fall, I was still having suicide ideation. I was still having anger problems. These things were coming back. And I remember telling my my mentor, my biblical mentor, my guide that it was happening. And, and she was like, you know what? Let's start having weekly calls where you confess your sins to me. There's got to be some unconfessed sin here. What are your generational curses? What was your, what's your family history? And I remember saying to her, I don't know my family history. I, 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 and I, I was like, how am I ever going to ask Jesus to loose that, bind it up and cast it out if I don't know it? I'm never going to get saved. I'm never going to be good enough. I was really literally feeling this. I'm not good for Christianity. I had the Christians attacking me online. Like that I wasn't good enough that I had uh, a one eye on my shirt or, you know, all these things. Oh, she's really a man because um, she's wearing a pink suit and the background's blue. And, you know, 
some of the things we'd talk about in NASA secret societies was symbolism where if you see pink and blue, well, they're probably trans. Suddenly they're turning this on me. All that gossipy stuff we were doing to celebrities, all the slandering we were doing to celebrities, now they were slandering me. So I was like, I'm never going to be good enough for Christ. I'm never going to be good. And I also remember uh, this person saying to me one time that, that her mentor had told her, I was so deep in the occult that I had allowed so many spirits around me that I, that I was bringing them around her now. I was bringing dark spirits. That's no sense. That's so horrible. Yeah. And these are the things you don't forget when people tell you this stuff, when you're of, when you're vulnerable and you're, you're new and you don't understand. I hadn't read the whole Bible myself. I hadn't, I didn't know what I hadn't gone to church. I've been told not to go. Um, I would don't go to another Bible study. Like just, um, you know, I was talking to this person every day. It was my best friend. My best friend, my business partner, and my biblical guide. And I was idolizing her. And I had to take accountability for that. I put her teachings before God. And so I did this fast. I come out of it and I, I'm, I'm convicted. You cannot lose your salvation. And so I wrote a letter, um, an email, because I wanted to have all the scripture that I had been studying in there. It was a lot. And it was like an eight paragraph email. And I love it. You're a writer too, because you might understand wanting to write something down. So it makes sense for somebody and it's laid out. Yeah. So you, t- you explain it in context. I read your email and it was a good email and it was a kind email. And it ended with like, I would love to talk about this. Like I would love, you know, I respect your perspective so much. I would love to hear your feedback on this. Yeah. That's how the, the email ended. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I showed you. Um, and the response I got was, let's talk on the phone. So we talk on the phone and instantly she says, essentially she goes, I'm going to, I want to sever ties completely with you, Kara. I have so many Bible verses that I know of about how you can lose your anointing and you can lose your salvation. And I don't have time to tell you right now. And I don't have time to write back to that email, but I don't think we should continue the podcast and I want to sever ties completely with you. And I'm tearing up right now because it makes no sense to me now at all. This is seven months later and I didn't even know that like, once saved, always saved, or whether or not you could lose your salvation was that much of an issue, like, to Christians. I didn't know, like, I didn't know there was division in the Christian church. I didn't know you don't have to fill out deliverance forms. I don't, I didn't know you didn't have to confess all of your sins. I didn't know that when I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, that I was filled with the Holy Spirit right then and that I was delivered in that moment. And uh, I wasn't expecting this. So I just, you know, we had a kind of a little bit of a heated conversation. And, you know, I definitely, I'm not perfect. She's not perfect. I love this person very much. Um, I was heartbroken over what followed the next, you know, the last seven months. And I'll talk a little about that now. But so... But what followed in the next, you know, week was dissolving the podcast and ending it. And I I just, I just, sorry. (laughs) No, I just want to say like, you know, I'm sure that people are thinking this, but like, 
to respond to something as like innocent and genuine and um, as like what you were coming to her with, with, (laughs) I have so much evidence to support that you're wrong, but I don't even have the energy to send it to you. Like that's, that that's absolutely ridiculous and manipulative and cruel. And like, she told you know, me she was exhausted by me because, you know, I had a lot of problems still and I would memo her frantic, suicidal sometimes, you know, I was going through stuff and it was too much for her and I'm not going to judge her for that. That's okay. Yeah. Um, She's not God. I was putting her in that. You know, I had counselors right. in the past that right. I would call in panic. I would right. call to a friend. It was my habit to go to man to fix myself. Right. And right. I was doing it with right. her too. And it probably was overwhelming her. Um, and, but, you know, um, so we decide. so we, we discussed things. I wanted to keep things peaceful. I didn't want to end the podcast. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like I, I just spent the last year of my life working 60 hours a week on this project and it became a success. Like, are you kidding me? No, I didn't want to end it. We had people loved the show. They loved it. The, I've never seen a response from people about something. And, and the testimony was part of it. And that's kind of the weird thing. I think that was God using what was intended for evil for good because the testimony was like the silver lining to the whole thing. Because, you know, like you, you said it brought you into this right. space where you were like thinking about testimonies and stuff. And Yeah, and, but, totally. But I didn't want trouble. So I was like, okay, we'll end it. And I said, I'd like to keep it up for a year though because people are going to be like where's the podcast like we have 20 episodes up we had 20 episodes out and i had we had about 20 bonus episodes because we we equally chose to monetize the podcast early on we had a discussion and i i know but when you're putting that much work into something i'm sorry a lot of people got upset with us because we charged for some of it but i I, you have to pay your rent you have to live and like if i'm not working on something else i'm working on this i like this is an exchange here so we kept half of it free we kept half of it bonus episodes and she said no i want it down like she said sever ties completely she wanted it down and she wanted it down as fast as possible. And she wanted this website down. And she wanted, we had started a membership. We had to close the membership down. We just launched it. You had it. just started the membership, we just I feel launched like. it. I worked so hard in putting this together. I worked with a web designer. We built a website. I built a platform. Like, did everything. Girl, I did the, te- I was the technical workhorse for this project. I did, like, yeah. and she would talk about that on the podcast. Thank you, Kara. Kara does all the editing. Kara does mm-hmm. the, inst- I ran the Instagram mm-hmm. page. I don't know if people knew that. Mm-hmm. I ran the Instagram page. Um, she would, you know, every once in a while put something on the stories or on the page. And I appreciated that. But I literally did like 95% of that. The marketing, all of it. Yeah. Like I just. And that takes a lot, a lot of time. It's unbelievable how much time. time I put into this project that ended up crash and burning. And so I didn't want to take the bonus episodes down either because we would still get tons of downloads. Like it was a, it was a product that we were selling mm-hmm. and I had put like 10 hours into editing a lot of these little episodes like that I had done and suddenly like so but whatever I ha- I was like okay we'll take it down that's fine I'm gonna be I started reading scripture on how to handle difficult situations right and God's like be a peacemaker don't sow discord like just you know so I was like all right I'm gonna you know what this means a lot to her so I'm gonna let it go so I said you know what we should probably get some of this in writing and she said okay um I'll I'll send you something so like the next day I get an email 
And it's not what I'm expecting, Caroline. It was essentially a non-disclosure form um, with a statement for me to give on why we ended the podcast that she had written that was we saying that we were still friends, but we were too busy, so we ended the podcast. That was a lie. Right, which is also, no one's going to buy that. I know, but I wanted to be a peacemaker, so I was of like... Of course. No, I, I like, get it. I was I like, get okay, um, yeah, no, I am a thousand percent with you girl this is why i wanted to leave the podcast up for a year and just let it be just just so people didn't start asking a million questions people end podcasts and leave them up you don't have to pretend you can't just erase your life and i felt like she wanted to pretend i didn't exist and then it drew drew way more attention i know to the whole drama that it disappeared i told her that in a phone call i said i'm worried that the way we're ending this is gonna do exactly what you just said she didn't care and so you know that the this 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 this, essentially i don't want to get into too much detail but this was essentially a non-disclosure form asking me to not talk about the situation really to not you know and she had that deliverance form that I filled out. I told her everything about me. I've got, a, you know, this memoir coming out. I got things in that deliverance form that aren't in the memoir. Things that I've never shared with anybody else. Things I didn't want to share her that I shared in confidence. And now all of a sudden I'm getting an NDA form saying I can't slander her. I'm like, slander means to lie. Make up something about someone. I wouldn't slander her. I literally am reading this on the contract that I, that I have to sign that I won't slander her and I'm crying. I'm crying because I couldn't believe my best friend at the time, my business partner and my biblical guidance for the last year would was asking me to sign a contract that I wouldn't slander her. Of course, I'm not going to slander you. I love you. I care about you. I, but I signed it all. And. And, and, and then, and you know, this was this was beginning December 6th or something like that. And all of a sudden my life fucking sorry, it blew up. Uh, my dog at the time, like my precious, precious dog started dying and it was so hard for me. I had been worried about losing her for so long because she was so important to me. I don't have kids, you know, and and then I was having issues with my relationship, my tenure relationship. It wasn't working out very well. It was tough with me coming to Christ. Can you imagine just a re- any relationship, like all the changes I'd been through, waking up from Big Pharma, coming off the pills, waking up to this world, um, thinking I was a Trump supporter all of a sudden. And then all of a sudden I'm in the new age and I'm talking to aliens and I'm channeling. And then all of a sudden I'm starting this conspiracy podcast. It's QAnon. And then I'm talking about Jesus. You know, the relationship was going through a tough time and he moved out mid-month. And my dog started dying. I lost my job. You know, I had to let it go because of that. Because I was asked to. And so, like, my finances got cut off. My dog was dying. And he moved out. And, and I lost my best friend. And, and after the last couple of years, just everything I had been through, I just... Caroline, it was the hardest month I've ever had in my life. It was harder than when I went to the psych ward. And I'm not on pills, you know, this time. So God allowed all of this to happen because he wanted to refine me. And this was the perfect way to do it because 
I went to God. I was just like praying to God every day because I was having anxiety and like everybody's messaging me about the cast and they're like, what happened with you and Amy? Like, why aren't you friends anymore? Why don't you follow each other? Like, where'd the podcast go? And my dog Laika was like collapsing on walks and I'd have to carry her home and like take her to the vet and think I was putting her to sleep and then not. And she was diabetic and her insulin was all over the place and had left. And and I just went to God and I would pray to him like every five minutes and say, you said you'd carry my heavy burden. You said your yoke was light. Or I'd go for a walk and I'd just say the Lord's Prayer. And because I wasn't going to take pills. I wasn't going to take psychedelics. I wasn't going to do what I did before. I was, God wanted me to see that I needed to go directly to Him. And He carried, yeah. he carried me through every moment. He carried me through putting Leica to sleep when I had to take her in. And I write about all this in The Shadow of Death. The Shadow of Death, the final chapter of my book, is about the last seven months of my life. All the loss I went through, I probably messaged someone and said, Amy cut me out of her life or whatever. And I might have been angry. And I'm sorry, Amy, if you're listening right now. I'm sorry if I ever hurt you or upset you. It was never my intention. I was hurt. And I felt silenced and I wanted to give our listeners, you know, I wanted to tell them the truth, what happened that we, you know, but I didn't, you know, I didn't, I might've done a couple lives where I maybe said too much and then deleted it and, you know, but I was starting, what happened was, is I started getting emails from my co-host when I would say stuff like, I remember one time. I'm so nervous to say these things right now. And I just want to be honest with everybody that I feel that way. I don't think it's right that I feel nervous that I've had to wait like seven months to talk. Um, but like I would have people message me on my Instagram and do a Q&A, ask anything. And they'd say, why don't you follow each other anymore? People wanted to know. And I would have a, a weak moment and I'd post because she un- she removed me as a follower and she blocked me because that's what happened. She blocked me first. When you do that, it removes someone as a follower and I can't block her because she's blocked me. She blocked me. She wanted to sever ties. And I said that. And I remember like an hour later, I got an email in my inbox saying I'm gossiping. I need to stop. or She's going to expose my anger problem to everybody on the Internet. And I'm like, what do you mean expose my anger problem? I have told everybody I have had problems. Like, can I stop being bullied by everybody? I am not perfect. We all fall short of the glory of God. I just... And, but it would sign, I would say, okay, I'm not going to say anything then. I'll just be quiet, you know? Because that's a, that's a veiled threat that I'm going to, I'm going to reveal things about you. I was getting screwed. That's what it is. I was, friends of mine, people that I knew were sending me screenshots of this person literally saying I could slander Kara on all my accounts. (laughs) I, I didn't understand. I thought we were friends. I thought Christians were supposed to stay together. I didn't understand that because I stopped believing that you could lose your salvation, that I had to like be cut out of this world and this life. Like I had been going to this Bible study twice a week since I became a believer since December 5th, 2022. Like I became a believer before that, but that's when I started with Bible study. And I'm not accusing anyone of anything, but the link to the Bible study changed like the next week. And I didn't get the new link. 
I was getting an email every week where we would have our prayer requests for the Bible study. And I would put my prayer requests on there. My parents' house burnt down in August. My stepsister died in August. My prayer, I put the prayers on there. I got removed. I just stopped getting that email. I got removed from the prayer list. Um, you know, I was, I was getting messages from people that this person who was basically requesting the me not say anything was talking about me in the Bible study and saying that I was too new age to be associated with. And I would never come out of the new age or whatever. My reaction to all this is, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I remember you saying like we connected, we connected. I forget. I think maybe through Misty. I don't remember. But we connected and you, you know, you were very careful in what you said to me. You were, you kind of revealed the situation without giving many details. Um, and you know, like you, I think you, you were really scared to speak and you were, you know, you didn't want things to get out. And I think Misty kind of said more like in support of you to me, like it's an unbelievable situation. One of my best friends, closest friends. So, you know, I was allowed, I was allowed to tell them what happened according to the contract. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, the only thing I saw, like the only thing is that you weren't allowed to slander her. Yeah. And I had a lawyer look over this too. And you're not. Yeah. No. And I never would. I never right. would do that. I love this person. Right. I care about this person. Like, I would never do that to some. I, 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 I was about to say I'd never do that to someone else. I don't know, but I really do think we were slandering celebrities on that podcast. And I've done it on right. my Instagrams, my social medias. And I don't think we're really going to get into this conversation in this this topic in this conversation. But like, I have c- completely wanting to change my voice online and the way I've been sharing things. And that's why I renamed. I had to read part of the contract. People have asked. What happened to the Not So Secret Societies page? People were angry. Kara took that over. Kara took over took over the podcast feed. I took over the podcast feed because she wanted the episodes down as soon as possible, and they will linger. I know because I had another podcast, and in in the past, the old episodes will linger online, even if you delete it for like ever, unless you replace it. So I took over the Secret Societies feed and just put Let's Be Friends, my podcast episodes on there, and um, I also took over the Instagram page because I was running the Instagram page. And it was connected. Whoa, to my- so did you get to keep the like keep the subscribers? Um, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. So anybody listening to this also probably listened to the Not So Secret Size podcast. Yeah. That's kind of great. Yeah. And you know, I, I ran the whole thing. It was right. like, you know, right. I, I wasn't told right. I couldn't do that. Um, you know, I thought we wanted success right. for everybody. So right. but I, I was asked to rename the Instagram page. And so I renamed it to symbolism syndrome. And a lot of people felt like I was pulling the bait and switch on them. And it's like, no, I got at, I would have kept not so secret societies and done that. And I was even told by my co-host one conversation that I could keep the podcast going if I wanted with a new co-host. But I was like, no, I don't want to do that. Cause I felt like what was so special about that show mm. was our, our candid, like we had a great, Hey sister, what up sister? Yeah. The new Christian talking to the seasoned Christian. This is a cool thing. It was the thing. You couldn't recreate that, right. and, you know. So I made symbolism syndrome because one of the conversations I remember having with my old co-host in the fall, right before I fast, as I was like getting people making messages about me being a man again, and mm-hmm. I mean, like th- this time it was like a friend was on another page and they had posted a, one of my reels, and then someone in the comments was making all these posts about me really being a man, and that was the real. And I was just like, 
told my co-host on the phone, I was like, we've created symbolism syndrome. Look it. Everybody's it's all about the one eye, the butterfly, the pizza. And this is at the same time that I was realizing that the conspiracies are there to program your mind and that it was actually more nefarious than just figuring out the hidden knowledge and decoding the occult stuff on this. It was programming our minds and to make us all crazy and a much deeper, more complex angle. So I renamed the page Symbolism Syndrome because I feel like, like just like when I stopped channeling and I realized it was wrong, I said I was sorry out loud like this to anybody who was listening that I did a session for and I repented and it was wrong. I am now saying I'm sorry for spreading conspiracy at that level in that way and talking about it with authority and truth. I'm sorry to the celebrities I slandered. I'm sorry to the people that I gossiped about. It's not right. It was sinful. And yeah. (laughs) I think that that's just so like hearing you talk about this is so refreshing and so healing for me because this was a big part. And I'm sure that a lot of people feel similarly. I'm sure the people who aren't like in so deep that they literally can't question anything. And they're just so sure that absolutely everything is. I mean, that is a way to absolutely lose your mind, become paranoid about everything and distrust everything. It's a horrible way to live. Yep. It's a horrible way to live. And I saw it happening to myself. I saw, I just saw everything suspiciously. And I just, but I also thankfully had the other side of my brain being like, are you, I mean, I I could see like the doomsday cult vibes, like in my paranoia of the world. I was like, that can't be right. That can't be right. That, 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 that's. But, but then I was like, but there's evidence, like there's evidence that, that everything, that everything is like a concern, you know, like I, I was so torn by it. And I, I mean, really like it was the COVID stuff where I was like, there is evidence that they are going to try to put me in a camp (laughs) for being unvaccinated. They don't need to put you in a camp. They need to put you on the internet, on social media, and then you're going to be in a prison in your mind that's invisible and you're going to get programmed by all these mind programming techniques and you're going to go psychotic because that's the ultimate. And guess what? I almost did. And guess, and, and guess what the first time was what that I felt calm, Jesus and peaceful Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. That's where peace is. That's where our hope is. I know. And that's the closer I get to Christ. So after ties were severed and I got left on my own, all of a sudden I didn't have a Bible study to go to. I didn't have a mentor anymore. I was on my own and I'm going right, right to God. I started reading the Bible in a year chronologically in January and it changed my life to wake up every day and read the Bible and study God's word on my own. And then I started watching sermons. I still skeptical of churches. And then all of a sudden, now I go to church every week. And now I'm going to get baptized in three weeks at Austin Ridge Church. And before I was being told, don't go to church, don't join another Bible study. Um, I was also being told that this person could baptize me in a lake or in a bathtub. Oh, weird. Because I had a baptism in 2020 with the spirit world. And it was a false baptism. And I, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, again, well, it's very controlling. Like talk about cult. You know, we were talking about this earlier that anything can become a cult. Yeah. Many things yes. do. Like, I think that I do think that there are a lot of controlling cult leaders or 
cult-like leaders of cult-like groups that don't necessarily, that maybe believe their own bullshit. Like I really do believe that. Um, I think there are some that are nefariously, you know, purposely manipulating. And I think there are others that have a person like (laughs) have personality issues and control issues and delusions of grandeur and narcissism and just kind of believe their own. Yeah. BS. Pride cometh before the fall. Yeah. And we can see, you know, we're all imperfect. We can see, you know, this in ourselves as well. I'm sure because I'm sure lots of people listening to this have been very sure about things that now they're maybe questioning. Um, but there are many cult parallels, especially trying to kind of keep you from seeking other sources of wisdom yeah. on the Bible. Being told, that is yeah, but they're going to mislead you. Just listen to me. I'll, I won't lead you astray. And then all of a sudden gone, just, just severed, just gone completely. And that I'm when not, you, when yeah. you, when you questioned authority, exactly. which you're supposed to be, you're supposed to be allowed to question God. You're supposed to be allowed to ask pastors questions Yeah, and they are supposed to well, counsel the you wonderful thing about for it, free. Yeah. That's the you took the words out of my mouth. The wonderful thing about a church, and the reason that I think it's important to get involved in the church community. No church is perfect, guys. Okay, let's not argue about that. None of us are perfect either. So that's just off the table at this point. The Satan will use, oh, the Bible's been edited to get you to not read it. Oh, the church is so messed up. Don't go to get you to not go. He doesn't want you to. But the church gives you um, free biblical guidance counseling. I had no idea, no idea. I didn't know these things. I was like baby Christian, right? And also the church has a system in place for conflict resolution. Because one of the things that was bothering me when the severing happened and the podcast ended is the person didn't want to talk to me anymore. They didn't want anything to do with me anymore. I wanted to talk about this once saved, always saved thing. I actually suggested, why don't we keep the podcast going? We could talk about things like this because our listeners might be questioning things too. This, my co-host didn't want me to, she said, we're going to mislead people. I don't want you to do that. You're going to mislead people, Kara. Not her, me. And I think, you know, you you could look at that at face value. Like maybe she really genuinely believes that. Yeah. Maybe. And it's also a possibility that it would call her business into question and make people, she would lose authority status. Essentially. She had a comfortable authority status in your relationship, in your business um, relationship. And she was going to lose that. Well, and it was interesting because, I gave my testimony kind of unexpectedly and I helped my launch a biblical guidance business. I built a website for her. Um, She asked me how to do sessions. I used to work as a channeler. So honestly, I just based it off of how I did channeling sessions on Zoom. I didn't say open yourself up to the spirit or anything like that, but I just went through the process. And then I heard myself on all the episodes uh, advertising for this business because this person was guiding me and telling people mm-hmm. like you heard get this deliverance form share this is why I felt like I was sharing t- and people were telling me don't share so much as a new Christian you need time I was like shut up I know what I'm doing because I was full of pride and I needed mm-hmm. to be humbled but that that stuff I don't believe in the deliverance forms I don't honestly I would not recommend people to go get biblical guidance from any counselor that you have to pay because the church offers this included and there's a system in place for conflict resolution if there is a problem. I had no way to do conflict resolution with this person afterwards because they're not associated with the church and I wasn't associated with the church. And if you were, you'd get a mediator, you'd get pastors involved and you talk about things. You don't 
sever ties and walk away and act like things don't exist and try to erase something. It's sowed so much discord the way that this podcast ended, the way this whole situation ended. And also, on top of all of this, I was having this whole conflict of faith last fall, feeling like I won't even be saved, believing I wasn't saved. So what kind of guidance was I getting? Now I look back and I think it's I actually think this is hilarious that this person was questioning me as a new ager from the start, yet still signed up to podcast with me. I was more new age when we started the podcast than even in March when I was told to come clean and give my testimony. Then even in the fall when I was when I heard that this person after our podcast ended that I was told by people that went to the Bible study that she was talking about me and saying I was too new age and that's why she had to part ways. The most ironic thing is she's teaching new age Christianity. She's teaching this binding up and casting out spirits is white magic. I I confronted about spiritual mapping, actually grid work. It's another new age magic thing that people do. And I was learning about Book of Enoch in my Bible studies. I was learning about the Antichrist. I remember a Bible study I went to where it's like, Antichrist is going to be a military figure. The Antichrist is going to be this and then that. Now I'm learning that this isn't even biblical. None of this. The things that I was, conspiracy was being twisted into Bible studies and I didn't know it because I was a new Christian. I don't believe new Christians should be looking at the Book of Enoch and the Book of Jasher and these extra biblical texts. You need to get God's word, his 66 books that you know that he wanted included in the canon and in the Bible. You need to get to know that so that you don't accidentally get a stronghold put in your mind from the book of Enoch that's been woven into your biblical teachings as a new Christian. Some information that's not from God's fallible word gets brought into your mind and in your study because you don't know that it's extra biblical, but it becomes biblical to you. Do you get what I'm saying? Because you don't know the difference. Oh, yeah. This is the dangers now that I see looking back. And I'm just like, the we're dealing with God here and I fear God. And God doesn't want false teachers out there. He doesn't want prideful Christians like I was touting all this deliverance information and these extra biblical concepts and conspiracy and twisting it with scripture, sprinkling in a little Christianity on top of conspiracy. It's 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 rotting people's minds. It's rotten fruit. And I mean, it's not hard to find evidence. I mean, one of the reasons that I would have been very turned off by Christianity on the whole is how many twisted, like small sects of Christianity there are like how many little doomsday cults there are like that. And how is really like I, the more I got into the conspiracy and I have to say conspiracies did bring me to Jesus because there, there was the, the, the kind of, even, even if all the conspiracies about adrenochrome and all that stuff aren't true, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I've never seen I know. it. Same here. You know? Same here. <laughs> even if they're not true at all. And I've, ne- I've never known there is an evil in the world. There is it, the fact that there was a spiritual war going on was, was clear enough. Then all the biblical stuff gets weaved into it. And I do think that there's validity in that, but I would kind of question and be like, how am I not in a doomsday cult? Like, how, how is this any different than the, than the documentary I just watched about that crazy woman who killed her kids because she believed that they were possessed by demons. And that was the only way to free them or whatever, or save herself. I watched that being like, okay, 
there's a huge parallel between those things that just you twisted a little bit more and the people are already paranoid and already, um, you know, just believing that the, the, the man, the man, you know, the the human, the human God, the idol in this weird, like ironic, you know, thing that doesn't, that's totally hypocritical, but it happens all the time. Yeah. And I had no, in like abusive Christian, you know? Yeah. And so many people have Christian hurt and church hurt. They call it these things. Mm I have now experienced Christian hurt as a new Christian already. Mm -hmm. I was Mm -hmm. literally, I felt like I was crumpled up severed completely out of the group that I first found as a brand new Christian that I was putting, I trusted and I trusted that I was learning things correctly. And I didn't, I didn't know any different because I didn't know. And then now that I've been studying on my own and I'm going to church and I'm staying really true to just like the 66 books in the Bible, because we, you're right. There's all these types of Christianity where the, the charismatics, the NAR, the Pentecostal, the, the, they twist things just a little. And that's exactly how a cult is formed. That's exactly how a false teacher works. They twist something to make it work for them. And honestly, like my preacher said last week, follow the money. There's always money involved too in these things. It's very interesting. But the, you know, I saw like these groups of Christians kind of like moving and coming at me and attacking me. And I've seen it happen to other people online too. It's like someone can just send their minions out on somebody if you speak out against what they say. And what the heck? I thought we were all in the truther community where we could have these conversations and we could have opposing viewpoints and talk. But no, you get attacked now or you get an email or you get a threat or you've, you're like, wait, I filled out some deliverance form and this person's like asking me to not talk. But I really want to talk and say I got lost and I'm not blaming that person. I take full responsibility. But let's all be careful who we're getting information from. Where, you know, like, and, and, you know, but nobody we're getting ever information from. Right. Yeah, I know. No one ever joins a cult. You think that you're bettering yourself always. And it's really disheartening. Like it really, really is disheartening because you're like, they were almost right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it, But it also makes you question the whole thing. And it does, like, it does make me question the whole thing. And then I have to like, get back, like listening to people who I can trust yeah. and like kind of anchoring into like the reasons that I believe this in the first place. But like, it's really disheartening because the whole point Like really the whole point on this earth, like the whole point when you zoom very far out is to live forever with God. Right. But the whole point on this earth is to surrender yourself to God, to the Holy spirit, to become a better person, a more selfless person who is more Christ-like who would never do any of these things. Exactly. And yeah but then these people will abuse, like will, will, will abuse that. And it's, it really is disorienting enough that people, you know, get sucked in. Yeah. And, and then it gives Jesus a a bad name. Exactly. And that was one of the fears that when this was all happening, you know, my, my Misty and I would talk and she and I came out of the occult at the same time. Like we used to follow the same Mm -hmm. old channelers. Like we were deceived Mm -hmm. by the same people. We came to Jesus at the same time. Like we've been walking this together. And then she, you know, started reading the Bible for herself, like right away. She's like on her third time reading it or something. Like it's crazy. She's reading it with the Greek and the Hebrew now. Like it's amazing because she's really understanding like a lot of these things that these false teachers are twisting from doing that. And she was so worried that I was going to fall away from Jesus because of it, because I was so hurt. 
by the way that group treated me, my first Christian group, and mainly the one person. I'm not, you know, and, but what happened was, is it brought me closer to God. It brought me closer to Jesus. Like I dropped these crazy, and like, as I'm doing all this, I'm also working on finishing the finalizing my book and my editor was literally memorizing James when she was like five years old, like in the Bible, like her family had her memorizing. She was homeschooled, memorizing scripture. She has helped me see, she would be reading my book and be like, where did you get this belief about the Bible? Or where'd you get this belief about Christianity? Where are you getting this concept from? She had no clue how convoluted my thinking had become. And I didn't know because mm. I was a new Christian. I thought that was Christianity. I thought that's how the Bible should be interpreted. But it was just what I was learning my first year in my walk with Christ. So like basically the last seven months has been like God deprogramming my mind by me reading his scripture and going to sermons and staying very true to him. And it's crazy because I'm this person that was all out there in psychedelics and did this and did that. And I was all free and open to everything, anything. Let's all bring it here. And I know I'm at this place where I'm like, I don't want to hear about Chris conspiracy from Christians at all. I don't care what your extra biblical book says. I don't care what kind of self-revelation you found. I don't care how you can unlock the Bible in some special way. I'm here for what you were just talking about. I'm here to become a better person, more Christ-like, to be renewed every day by God, to be refined by God, and for him to confess my sins to him and to repent and turn away and and understand that I needed Jesus because we're all going to mess up, but he, you know, came here to make payment for all of our sins and we are living for the kingdom for that next life. And that like I had all those, I, I was still having the suicide ideations and the anger problems still, even though I was a follower of Christ, because I believe what, well, really another thing, last thing I kind of want to say, we can kind of end this is right after the podcast ended and I realized I couldn't lose my salvation. This is the thing that broke the whole thing up, right? I came into contact with a preacher named Jim Osman. And he wrote a book called Truth or Territory. And it's all about how the New Age has crept into Christianity. These things that I am discovering, I was taught New Age Christianity when I first became a Christian. That's that's what happened. Uh, this binding up spirits, this spiritual mapping, um, uh, these c- c- concepts like a, a pleading of a thorn of crowns around you or praying the blood of Christ over you or anointing your door, or all these things, that it was hogwash, that it was unnecessary. I have an inter- I interviewed Jim Osman and he told me, and you can see the moment it happens when he says, you were delivered when you were filled with the Holy Spirit, when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. In that moment, you were delivered. You don't need deliverance. You, There is this refinement process where you are going to tell God every day what you're doing wrong or whatever, and God's going to look at who you are and change you through life. And that's not, it's not spiritual warfare. It's because you're sinful and your ways are wicked and you need your mind changed because I believe strongholds actually exist in the mind. There are these programs that run in the mind. Again, a whole other conversation. But I had this interview to put out with him. And one of the things in that darn little contract said I needed to be careful what I said in the interview with him. I felt this person was so worried about her reputation. She didn't even care that I was going through a conflict of faith and that I didn't really know I was saved. Under her guidance for the last year, she failed me. That's the truth. I feel failed by her. But when Jim Osmond, a pastor, and God tells us men are pastors, it's in the Bible, and they tell us to listen to them, and there's these levels of authority in the church, and it's all set up for a reason. This is what I needed. Because when I heard that, I was like, I've been saved. 
I'm sealed. I was right. I can't lose my salvation because it's an infinite eternal gift. And you know what? You can't have something eternal if it can be lost. It never would be eternal by definition. And so the argument is not if you can lose your salvation. It's if you were ever truly saved. Boom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I can see, yeah, that makes sense. I can see where someone could choose to turn away, like truly deliberately choose to like, um, curse God or whatever. And like totally, but, but then that were they the question, ever were they saved? ever never, saved? No. Would you ever? Because yeah. if you're yeah. saved, if you've truly given your life to Jesus Christ, then you love him so much. Yeah. You are going to do everything to be as obedient. But your mistakes are genuinely mistakes. You are. And, and, and yeah. it's been the hardest walk I've ever been on in my life becoming a believer. And have I turned my back on it? No. And I won't because it's not going to be easy. It's there is no deliverance from things. You don't just stop an addiction just instantly because God, maybe miracles can happen. I'm not saying they can't happen, but it's going to be a process. Probably life's going to be a process like overcoming these. It's not spiritual warfare, some Marine kingdom spirit coming and attacking you. It's your sin. We need to be accountable for our sin, for the things that we're doing. And that's the process of refinement. But I was being yeah. taught that it was all demonic. And that's what the podcast, the Secret Studies, was doing, teaching everybody. Everything was demonic. Everything was satanic. It was giving the spirit mm-hmm. world so much credit. I remember making a tweet in like December 2022 that was like, last year I started believing everything was demonic. And guess what? Everything became demonic. And like 5,000 people liked the tweet because it was a legit thing. If you start obsessing yeah. about demons, if you start obsessing mm-hmm. with the occult, you're accidentally going to become an occultist. You are accidentally going to bring demons into your world. Through being an occultist. And occultists use the concept of egregores, which I've been talking to you about, where they create a concept by giving it life. Well, sitting around talking about the demonic spirit world all day long and calling out symbolism is going to program your mind and it's going to give life to demons. Whoa, you just made me realize something. Like I just had, I don't know if I'm going to be able to put it into words, but basically manifestation is a real thing and it's occult. So we can create evil, but God delivers us from that. <laughs> why do you think God doesn't want, why do you think God wants us to renew our mind every day and keep our mind on him? The first time I ever read the, there's a, some verse that was like, keep your mind on God all the time, essentially is what it is. And I was like, man, God, give us a break. We're like, you're so cool. We got to think about you all the time. You and Jesus and his little sandals. Come on. That's because, <laughs> then I thought about Shavasana and yoga when I wasn't thinking about Jesus. What came into my mind when I wasn't? So you got to, yes, you might need to think about scripture all the time. You might need to read scripture to renew your mind. That's what God gave us the basic instructions before leaving earth because it is to help our minds, to keep our minds on him. Because if you're not, what's your mind on? Because if you, you'll fall for anything, if you're just open and, and you, you are going to create and give life to that. It's true. You're right, Caroline. You got it. Even if you can't totally verbalize it, I get that you got what I'm saying. And I really hope everybody listening gets that too. What you fill your mind with becomes your reality. You're, you are. Look at this girl. This is going to help. This is a moment for you. You are what you eat. What do they say? Apple a day keeps a doctor away. 
but the apple is what they want you to think the fruit in the Garden of Eden is, right? Even though it's fruit, we all see the apple. Well, that's because the yellow apple is the logo for the Discordians that infiltrated the Illuminati in the 1960s, created the JFK conspiracy, created the concept of the Illuminati and the one eye and all that crap of the symbolism syndrome. Yes, we've been played, Caroline. I figured this out. And so you think about the apple a day keeps the doctor away. They want you to eat the apple. They want you to eat the fruit of the tree of knowledge every day. Then you become what you eat. Whoa. <laughs> I know. You're going to have to explain the just, I, well, I guess, is, did you do a whole podcast episode on I it? I did on Discord. I'm putting it, and I'm going to drop it before this one. So that's why I was okay, like, okay, but okay, I haven't okay, put okay, it out okay. yet, but I recorded it okay. yesterday and it's, it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing. I don't know if I'm smart enough for all this, Kara. I think I need to just be a simple person <laughs> who just. <laughs> We're urban gardeners at heart, right? We have our, our garden. I think that's, yeah. I think the garden and God is all I can focus yeah. on. I can't figure out the world. It's too much. It makes me go crazy. Yeah. And that, and, and that's what they want you to do. And our life is short. And, you know, I hit 40 uh, six months ago or something. And I had a midlife crisis that happened too during all of this. And I'm like, Oh my God, life is so short. Now all I want to do every day is get closer to God, get closer to Jesus, learn his word, be refined. Cause that's all that matters. Cause this life is mm-hmm. but a vapor and it's just going to pass away really fast. And what's going to matter on your deathbed? Knowing Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yep. Caroline, thank Caroline. you for this episode. I have never podcasted this. Oh, so good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, it, it needed it. Yeah. It was your, extended the extended I feel relief honestly right now because I've been silent now for like seven months and I I'm surprised but I felt God moving me that it was time to talk because yeah because yeah God wanted me to so (laughs) it was really good and I'm sure there's there like there's so many other little tangents and like that we could have gone down like all and all the symbolism syndrome stuff is so interesting and important. And I think that's like where this leads, yes. like this experience leads to like, okay, so what do we do with this? Like, what is true and what, where do we, what we, we just talked about that. Yeah. Like, exactly. I think keep it simple. Yeah. Keep it simple. Read your Bibles, pray to God, guard and get your hands in the dirt, go meet up with people in person and do Bible study or go to church and hear the rock music and listen to the uh-huh. sermons. And do your best to be obedient to God. Are you going to join the worship team, Kara? I don't, maybe. I don't know. I'm like, it's, I, I love going to church though. It's crazy. I, I can't even I know. believe it. Like I, I can't I even, know. I don't even watch, I haven't even been watching movies like the last week. I'll put a sermon on. I'm like, who is this girl? I know. I, I stopped watching all TV and movies like two years ago, summer, wow. tw- uh, July, 2021. But it's because I started, I was like, I just felt like I was being brainwashed yep. by, by movies and TV. And I, we all- I was, but then what I did instead was I was doing, I was just on telegram, like watching videos that like my mom and aunt sent me. So because I was like, well, the real world is way more like scary and interesting than any movie I could ever watch. Right. But then nine months ago is when I started my reconversion I call it a reconversion because it is because I was raised Catholic. Yeah. And then I like, I like, I didn't, I never understood, but I starkly like left like yep. traditional God and went super new age in college. And so this is like my reconversion back. And now I actually understand, 
But then all I wanted to do was watch testimonies and like, like do research. Yep. Yeah. That's what I've been doing for the, and now I watch like gardening videos too. It's now it really is God and gardening. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> could be your next book. Yeah, no, I God just, and gardening. I, it honestly might be, it just might be really boring. <laughs> <laughs> I love your gardening content. <laughs> um, no, I love that you're going to a church. I love, I think a good church is a beautiful thing. And you never, like, I think, you know, get the good and like, never freaking surrender your, your life to an institution. No, no. Or, or some man, <laughs> because it could always, there could always get new leadership that, you know, twists things always any, any day, you know? Yeah. And, but that doesn't mean that there isn't good there. That doesn't mean that there isn't like, that it isn't worth being involved with and, and learning from and being open to. And yeah worshiping with like, I love it. Yeah, I love it. And is it the perfect church for me that I'm going to stay at for the rest of my life? I have no idea. It doesn't matter. Yeah. There's no perfect church. There's no perfect person and except for Jesus. And so like, that's part of that's what I can't believe. I like, I love Jesus. And like, I, I can't believe it because I literally thought just like you said, it was like the dorkiest, stupidest, like most unintelligent brainwashed Thing that anyone could ever do or think like the, ult- or be, the ultimate or be, cult the jesus cult. the ultimate cult and like the cringiest thing you could ever talk about yeah yeah and those what would jesus do bracelets i felt sorry for people that wore them i was like they don't know how like when people would, would be like jesus came into my heart yeah. and saved my life i'd be like what are you talking like yeah. i i would even think like what are you talking about yeah. like are you having a real experience <laughs> Because I don't understand what you mean. Yeah. Now I do. It's, me too. Because Jesus came into my heart and he just saved my life. Same too. <laughs> Jesus Christ saved my life. It's a real thing. And you don't know until it's happened to you. You really don't get it. And that's not like a, we know more than you or whatever. He's here for everyone. If you're anyways listening yeah. and you've gone this far in the episode and you don't have Jesus in your life, you don't feel like pray to God right now. You saw it happen to me. <laughs> he will ask and thou shall receive seek and you shall find um, knock and the door shall be open seek first the kingdom of righteousness and all else will be added on to you and you know what else I know I keep saying oh, I because li- I am listening to Catholics and Protestants I'm because li- I because I really I genuinely I'm like I think that there's wisdom in all of this and it helps me from being like, Oh no, this is the right way. This is the right way. This is the right way. I'm just like learning, learning, learning. So I'm always like, Oh, I heard this priest say, but I did hear this priest. He was actually giving his testimony and it was an amazing testimony. He was like a total atheist. Wow. And he said, he said, faith is a gift. So ask for the gift. Yes. Cause like someone was saying like, how do you believe? Like, how can you be so sure? And he was like, yeah, faith is a gift, but you can ask for the gift. No, You'll be given the gift. Actually, of chills. Um, last fall, I feel like I asked God for the gift of faith, and then the like la- shadow of death happened. He walked right. me through the and shadow then of death. Fell apart, and you're you, like, you can't have faith. So much. You can't just have faith. You have to have mm-hmm. a situation come into your life mm-hmm. where you need that faith, and that faith comes. Yep. And that's why it's not easy. And that's why it's it's a mistake to think that. You can just be delivered instantly or that things are just going to be better or you like uh, there was a a, my preacher was talking about second Corinthians um, about Paul's thorn 
And he started the sermon saying, there's people out there that will tell you your prayers aren't being answered because you aren't close enough to God, or your prayers aren't being answered because you have unconfessed sin, or your prayers aren't answering because of fill in the blank, you haven't done this. And that's all works-based salvation. And that was what I was being taught the -hmm. first year of my walk in Christianity. And so I heard him say this and I was listening and he goes, no, God's not answering that prayer because he knows it's not right for you because God is mm-hmm. always going to do what's best for you. And sometimes we mm-hmm. have things come into our life like Paul's thorn. Paul was, you know, he was stoned. And so he had this experience where he went to the second heavens or whatever. And he had this experience where he went to heaven, but he came back and he didn't want to share it with people because he didn't want people to, the Corinthians, to listen to him because he had this great revelation. They wanted to listen to him because... He, in his weakness, God's power is made perfect. Um, you know, he's a weak, we're all weak. We all have mistakes. That's why he wanted people to listen to him, not because you don't want to idolize people and stuff. So he said that God brought him a messenger from Satan to keep him from bragging and sharing about this story that he had where he went back to the second heaven where he almost died and had this revelation. This thorn came to him and kept him from speaking. Well, girl, I had a thorn come to me in December when that podcast broke up and I was hurt and I probably wanted to go and just say all the stuff. My dog suddenly died. My relationship fell apart. I lost my job. I fell into this hole. And I see now God, he gave that to me to keep me down, to keep me quiet at that time, to let time pass by so he could refine Mm -hmm. me and that, you know, I could talk when the time was right. So God always knows what's best for us. Even if it doesn't make sense to us, we cannot lean on our own understanding. That got me into a lot of trouble. And I love it. God's power is made perfect in our weakness. And we have to admit that we're weak and that we need God for that to happen. Yep. I could go on and on know, and on, but we should probably call it. I was going to like launch into a new story. I was like, no, I, no. I'm like, shoot, Caroline and I should start a podcast together. Just like chit chatting or like a, a like maybe a regular thing or something. I love, I would love, love to, to do that. Cause I was just thinking I've never shared my, now I haven't shared my testimony because I didn't feel like mine was complete either, but I do. I don't know. Maybe I'll feel like it's time. I would love to have you share your testimony yeah. and let's be friends. I would love to do that. I was even thinking, yeah, that would be great. That'd be or great. I, I was guest like, host on- guest host. I <laughs> would be honored to guest host on Problematic. Bring trouble. <laughs> bring on. Bring trouble into Problematic. I love. There was one point we were like, Caroline, I didn't want trouble, and I was, and it was like a really serious part, and I was going to be like. Even though you're here, comes I didn't because it wasn't the time. I know. <laughs> That's the ironic thing is like I think people think, oh, Kara's so problematic and so troubling and everything. And and I think a lot of people assumed, and I got a lot of messages where people told me this that the podcast ended because of me because I went and confessed all my sins basically to everybody on the podcast and sharing my testimony and who knows what's been shared from my deliverance form and. You know that I look, my name's Here Comes Trouble. Like I'm not touting myself online as Miss Perfect by any means. I don't understand why people have tried picking me apart as if I was. And no, it doesn't make any sense. That's, that's just heartbreaking for me because I mean, I saw a counselor for like eight years, Margaret, when I was bipolar, misdiagnosed, whatever. And I told her all sorts of stuff too, but I never felt like she would ever threaten me to slander me or share that online or break my confidence. And that's part of why I wanted to share today um, this because just like when I was a channeler and I had to repent to everybody that I channeled for and the advice that I channeled from the spirit world, that was tough to do. Well, I'm really sorry, Caroline, that I sent you that deliverance form. 
I'm really sorry to anybody that I recommended they go to a certain Bible study or that they book a session with a certain that I trusted at that time. I don't recommend the anymore for counseling. I recommend going to a church and getting it for free and getting involved in a community. It's just that the right way to do things is is a little different. And I and it could also potentially be about this person it, who broke your trust yeah. in a really like in my opinion, I'm going to speak for myself based on what I have seen and heard um like really just well, Car- like Caroline, horribly disgusting you know what's and crazy is and cruel uh, like really cruel other people are coming forward with similar stories that's really what pushed me over the edge is that i'm not the only one that uncomfortable this behavior is classic cult leader yeah, behavior yeah. classic online yep. r- religious cult leader yeah, behavior. I, it's what it is. I've, I've heard a million stories. I was obsessed with cult stories yeah. and I would listen to the tiny ones, you know, not the necessarily always the big ones that got a documentary, the little podcast, the people who would like share their stuff. Like yeah. this is textbook. I know it's it is. crazy. And I, and it's, and I'm, and I'm not like, I just, it's, it's, it, just the fact that I have felt so uncomfortable about talking about this stuff disturbs me like why do I feel that way I'm such a bold person like I'm all about like let's just like I would love to have been able to sit down with this person and just have a normal friend conversation about these things but for some reason it got to the point where all the speculation came out and all these people came up with their own theories about everything including me that are so far from the truth and it's like we didn't have to slander each other the internet went ahead and did it for us like you can't control that or what's going on and so it's gotten to this place and it it's unfortunate, but, and I'm not by any means saying this per that there's a cult here specifically or anything like that, but I am going to say that I don't think any of us realize that cult mentality and cult concepts are coming out of the internet. This isn't yes, the only place. Exactly. We're seeing all sorts of stuff like this and we have, that's why I don't get any of my biblical information on the internet anymore. I don't watch YouTube videos. I don't, unless it's a sermon. From a pastor, a male pastor. I'm going to keep stressing a male pastor because I'm sticking with the Bible all the way. But I I just really want to say, everybody, like, if you're a Christian and you want to get closer to Jesus, read your Bible, go to church, attend a Bible study in person, get a community in person, and don't just go to the internet, especially if you're a new believer, because you don't even know what the red flags are to look out for. Caroline, thank you for guest hosting. Let's be friends. I've never given the the wheel over to somebody else, and this was so much fun. Um, I, I didn't feel so like I could fun. give my testimony just sitting talking about it by myself. So, thank you for making. I'm this so happen. glad. Yeah. Thank you for having me to have you on your own podcast. I love you, Caroline. Thank you so much. I love you too. Bye. Thank you for having me. Thank you, everyone, for following us, and thank you for being our friends. Bye.